Did you know that there are literally dozens of podcasts dedicated to the Cleveland Browns, but not one dedicated to Cleveland culture and general shit-talking? Have you ever heard someone say, what the fuck is in Cleveland, and thought, I wish I had something I could throw in their face? Well, get ready, baby, because we're here to talk all things Cleveland. Current events. Local news. Arts and culture. Food. Millennial musings. And maybe some murder. That's Audrey Imes. That's Ryan Judy. And And we'll we'll see see you in Cleveland. all this time here we are i don't know if i remember how to do it well we're gonna go through it together through the motions yeah we've done lots of things together we can do this yes so welcome back to see you in cleveland see you in cleveland it's been like i think our last episode came out like eight months ago it was july 10 yeah so it's been a minute this is episode 10 though nice because i counted there's still an episode missing from spotify so sorry for all of our spotify listeners i don't remember which one it is but there's just one that our feed is just Mm -hmm. kaputs on can't give you and we did record another episode but then we just never um posted it between oh, July and now. You're so right. that one will just be maybe that'll be like a bonus. Oh my gosh, someday when we're like famous for this. Yes. That'll be like exclusive paid content that yes. people will be itching. Like cuz if some of my favorite podcasts came out with uh, an exclusive episode uh, Although that's usually when podcasts suck is early on like that. See, they always do that, I feel like, to get more money or something. They're like, oh, donate to our Patreon. Oh, this would be a paid opportunity. Yeah, this would be behind a paywall for sure. For sure, for sure. Certainly. That's the next step. Like, enjoy this while it lasts, everyone. (laughs) All of you. Yeah, we're going to start charging. I mean. No, this will be free forever. Um, (laughs) But we did want to kind of reset a little bit. It's a new world. Yes, it's a new world. We're in a post-pandemic um, life, which is great. Mm-hmm. It's crazy we can go maskless in places now. Very I was at Target soon. today. People are already being a little lenient People about are that. Like, yeah, it's over. Uh, DeWine said that we can stop wearing these in like two weeks. It's yeah. over. I heard this little kid. He was like, "So the virus is gone now," and his dad is like, "No, we still have to wear the masks." And I was like, "Great, good." I mean, good. it's true. I do still feel like I need to wear it when I'm in like a crowded public place. Funny enough, I went garage sailing this morning, and I also went garage sailing two weeks ago and it was a big difference two weeks ago way more people including oh, myself really? were wearing masks oh wearing masks we're wearing masks today no i didn't nobody wore masks yeah, i didn't even nope. wear masks because they've said you know if you're vaccinated i'm outdoors and they've deal. said if you're vaccinated that the risk is really relatively like low and i do think there's a point where we have to just be like i'm doing my best yeah for sure yeah, yeah we're both vaccinated Woo-woo. um but yeah Pfizer since gang. we're you know, redoing, not redoing, but rebooting the podcast, we'll say. Reboot, yeah. We thought that we would kind of tell you guys a little bit about our relationship to Cleveland, you know, because this is a podcast about Cleveland, and you guys might be like, "What? what why do these, are these people experts? What do right. they know about Cleveland? Which we're not Yeah, we're really experts, not. But, but we have lived here I don't really remember, lives. and I think too, like we started this like over a year ago now because the pandemic was so damn long. I don't really remember if we ever 
I don't remember how we started it or like I don't listen to that. Like I'm just kidding. <laughs> I'm just kidding. I, I, listen to it all I listened to it like when I did when we did it. Yeah, but I haven't right. listened to it in a while, so I don't even remember like how we introduced it. So we'll just redo it. Yeah. And we'll update it for 2021 because again it's a new world and um I'll, I'll start a yeah, little if yeah, you want. Yeah, for sure. I mean, it's hard for me to admit this. I, my childhood, Cleveland wasn't a huge part of it, like Cleveland itself, because mm-hmm. I was I lived in much closer to Akron mm-hmm. most for most of the time. Um, but Cleveland was like always the place where we went for like Indians games. Like mm-hmm. Cleveland was exciting to me. Yeah, right. And like when I turned sixteen and I learned how to drive and everything, I was terrified the first time I drove to Cleveland oh my gosh, by myself for sure. because it's like. Eight different highways between Akron and Cleveland. Right. Like, if you're really going to take them, so yeah, that was terrifying. But, but yeah, and I just Cleveland was just always the city near mm-hmm. us. It was downtown. Yeah, for sure. I mean, I grew up in Menor, and that's like 30 minutes east of Cleveland. And we really didn't go to the city that much. My dad had very negative things to say yes. about the actual city. Like, yes, you know, that's why we never really went there. But mm-hmm. he did have fond memories of the flats, and I felt like that's <laughs> my parents were like. You know, they were kind of partiers in, in their days, so they would go to the flats all the Mary time. Jane. And I would hear some <laughs> stories. And they had a boat, too, so they would, like, oh you know, God, boat your parents down had a boat? to the flats. Yes, I grew up on a boat on, like, Your Erie. parents used to take a boat down to the flats? Yes, and party. Wow. Yes. Yeah, isn't that nuts? So, yeah, so That's I wild. always heard that that was, like, the heyday of downtown Cleveland oh, yeah. was the flats. And maybe we'll do, like, an episode about the flats because there is a revitalization. We should do the history and, like, yeah, because there's a ton of stuff down there now. And I mm. agree. The flats was also something, like, I grew up around my aunts who are, like, 10, like, 15, a little less year older, older than me. So I saw them, you know, going out when I was a kid, and they were always going down to the flats to, like, party and stuff. Right. The other reason why we went downtown was sports as well. Cavs games, baseball games. So, yeah, it was an, an exciting thing to go downtown. I'm really appreciative, just to sidebar, like, one thing I appreciate about Cleveland, which we should just start a list here on this podcast, is that we have professional sports teams. Could you imagine growing up somewhere where there weren't any professional sports teams close enough that you could drive like 45 minutes or less right. and watch a game. Right. Because there are places like that. Right. But unfortunately, few, but our sports teams sucked when we were growing up. Though. The Indians did not suck. <laughs> okay. They had a few good years for sure. The Indians did not suck. They had a few great years when we were like seven, eight years old. Yes, they had a I few great that. years when we were like 16, 17 years old, which were mm. transformative for me <laughs> as a child, as a youth. Yeah, yes, oh they my didn't gosh. suck, but we missed their heyday because their their heyday was in like that nineties. The Cavs were great when we were young. <laughs> they were. I feel like weren't the Cavs great when we were in high school? Wasn't weren't they in the playoffs with LeBron and then LeBron left when we were in like high school? Middle yeah, school? I don't think we got that far in the playoffs that or that initial time. Maybe we did. I can't remember. I don't know. You're this isn't a, a sports podcast, so we're not talking about it. But. <laughs> Audrey and I, we met at Ohio University. That's how we know each other. Go Bobcats. And yeah, we that was really the only time I haven't lived in Cleveland was when we lived in Athens for four years. Right. No, same. I've always lived in Northeast Ohio other than college. Yes. And I say live in Cleveland. I mean Northeast Ohio radius. Right. Right. I think everyone understands this. Okay. This is definitely a Cleveland appreciation, Cleveland news, history, et cetera, podcast but we feature everything in northeast ohio because cleveland for anybody who doesn't live here isn't like other cities like for example through work recently i've been working with people in southern california a lot Mm -hmm. and like between los angeles san diego and like san bernardino which is like over here to the right Mm -hmm. 
they talk about it like it's three different fucking countries. <laughs> I'm like, okay, you guys are like an hour apart. Like, let's just fucking like are they, they an hour literally. Apart? I feel they, like the state okay. is so big. I have, I have no like. I've had to get accustomed to the geography. Mm-hmm. So Los Angeles, San Diego, it's just like a little boop right there on the map. Mm-hmm. It's the traffic though. They have oh, such bad traffic because it's so many right. fucking people that it's it, it's like theoretically an hour, but you drop rush hour on top of that, and it's a two three hour. Mm-hmm. So I just want to say that Cleveland is not like that. No. Even on a terrible day, I can get from the far west side to the far east side in like under an hour yeah for like for sure even in Mm. rush hour unless there's like something major going on which is something i love about cleveland it's travelable Mm -hmm. and it's affordable affordable. (laughs) it's don't even get me started (laughs) on how we'll talk about that in a few minutes um we'll talk about that in a few minutes when it came time to move somewhere after college i mean we both were pretty much like let's get a house together in cleveland mm-hmm. so we lived together for a while we brought and, them other bitches with us yeah, and we really fell in love i i personally fell in love with the city um because it was going through like that transformation even at the time right um, with the Cavs being really good and the indians being really weren't the Cavs really good at that time Am yeah, I making, yeah, yeah yeah 2016 okay, oh my god yeah yeah yeah, yeah, yeah obviously yeah. obviously um, and of course, all the restaurants, the things to do. Booming, booming. Yeah. It was definitely a renaissance. Like 2016, I'm actually going to push that back a little bit. I'll say 2014, which is when we moved back here, mm-hmm. which is probably when I feel it started. But I don't think that's a coincidence. I think we brought it with us. <laughs> but that's when the Cleveland renaissance really started. It was fueled, and definitely the spirit of it was the Cleveland Cavaliers and the Cleveland Indians yeah, going sure. to the World Series. Like, that was one of the most epic. Like, if that happened right now, I would lose my shit. I would lose my shit. I lost it back then. <laughs> I would lose it again. And hopefully I will lose it again. But, yeah, no, that was a great time to move mm-hmm. back to Cleveland, which is what we did after college. We lived over in Cleveland Heights, mm-hmm. did the east side for a couple years. That was a really good time. I mean, we lived with friends from college. and But you have now put in solid roots in Cleveland. Like, we're not talking yes, pr- I have. temporary roots and rentals. We're talking permanent ownership in no. Cleveland. Yeah, no, I it, I mean, I put a ring on, on it. Like, this is – I. <laughs> I am invested in Cleveland. I am officially a Clevelander. I'm really proud to say that because I always felt like kind of a fraud. I always felt like a fraud. For the other episodes of this podcast, I felt like kind of a fraud because I didn't actually live in Cleveland. I lived much closer to Akron and Mm -hmm. I would drive up to Ryan's house in Cleveland to record the podcast and to do all these really fun things. But now I've purchased my own home in Cleveland. I'm a Cleveland home owner. I think that's the Cleveland dream. It's just like being able to buy your own fucking house, put a roof over your dog's head, Mm -hmm. and live your life and chill out. That's the vibe. I'm on the west side, um, kind of like the Parma, old Brooklyn-y area. I'm super into it. Mm -hmm. Um, It's been a few months. And we're here now. We're in your basement. We're in. This is the first episode coming to you live from my house in Cleveland. Does your house have a name? It's just Olive's house. The Wi-Fi network is Olive's house. Mm. And I always joke that I bought the house for her because, I mean, I kind of did, I guess. But, yeah. So, official Clevelander over here, which means I'm definitely getting more invested in what's going on in Cleveland. You're going to be hearing more about Cleveland politics from me because I need to be paying attention. Yeah, it's true. It's your tax dollars, honey. It all starts local, people. Mm-hmm. It all starts local. And I am officially invested in this area mm-hmm. and I couldn't be more excited. Next thing you know, you're going to be Councilwoman Audrey Ines. What if, I did, what if that's the path 
that I've just never, ever found. Honestly. (sighs) Wouldn't that be crazy? And, you know, that kind of segues nicely into the post-pandemic updates that we were just going to kind of generally go through for Cleveland. Because as a Cleveland City Councilwoman, I would kind of be, like, locally famous, which I think I've realized is, like, the exact level of fame I want to achieve. Like, I don't want to be famous like Ariana Grande or like Harry Styles, these yeah, are the too people. Too famous. These are the people I compare myself to <laughs> in my head. I'm like I went from Ariana Grande to Harry Styles. I just thought of the most attractive, <laughs> oh, famous okay. people I could think of mm. offhand. Yeah. And like, I secretly really want to be a singer, but I think everyone can tell that's not <laughs> happening. Um, I like how you want to be a politician to be famous, but not to enact any change. <laughs> it's just my first thought, all right? It's just my first thought. Right. First fame and then change. Always fame first. <laughs> that's my slogan. Fame first, then change. Everybody Honestly, on this earth can appreciate and relate to that. People, I mean, people love honesty like that, so. I'll be honest with them. I I love Cleveland. I would love to be loved for loving Cleveland. Yeah. We'll, that would be we'll amazing. Work we'll, we'll work Maybe on that's it. where this goes. But anyway, mm. I bring that up because the reason I realized recently that I do want to be Cleveland famous, that that's the perfect level of fame. I had mm-hmm. this conversation mm. with my mom yes is because we have recently had a very upsetting and i don't want to say tragic because i mean tragic implies that like something terrible happened but it is a very sad loss for the city of cleveland michael stanley died oh r.i.p r.i.p it happened like a month or two ago but he for anybody who doesn't know is a famous clevelander famous in cleveland only (laughs) Really only in Cleveland and Northeast Ohio. Yeah, maybe like other parts of Ohio. Mm. He probably, I could see him doing a show in Pittsburgh or some shit. But no, no, no. Yeah, like I don't know if he ever had any like top 40 hits necessarily. I think he might have had like one or something like that. I don't know. I don't know. I wish I knew. And maybe we should listen to more Michael Stanley. Uh. But (laughs) Ryan's like, pass. Um, No, Michael Stanley's fine. Well, he was, you know, a Cleveland icon for sure. My mother, all of her friends, you know, all of her 50-something friends were devastated. Her one friend called her crying. Yeah. Because Michael Stanley died. Wasn't Brendan's mom very upset? Yeah, Brendan's mom was very upset. That whole generation, like, loved him. That whole generation was just like, not that ours isn't into live music, but they were like, live music was so So, accessible and cheap for them. And it was like a bigger deal because you didn't access the music as easily in general right Right. unless you went out and bought a physical record album to have that wasn't just like oh i'm gonna go on spotify and listen to that right now exactly so i feel like it was more exciting even then and didn't he like sell out like blossom like three nights in a row or something crazy like that could have done a blossom concert the day before he died and sold sold it out i feel like so that's like the level of fame and notoriety in cleveland we're talking about like that is no small feat to do something like that right right so r.i.p michael stanley you're my idol Mm -hmm. i never realized but you kind of are my mother loved you, and just Cleveland loves you. Yeah, R.I.P. Michael. The other thing that's an R.I.P. is one of my one of our uh, yeah. one of our friend me. group, our favorite Cleveland restaurant establishments is gone. The Black Pig. Oh, oh, the Black Pig. I could cry. Like, I could, I could cry. Like, just off Twenty Fifth. Do you know what the it's Twenty Fifth and it's like near. It's off of Bridge and Twenty Eighth. 
but it's no longer there, so it doesn't really even matter. The chef, I think, said that he was moving somewhere else. I think in the Northeast somewhere. Oh, so they didn't close because of, like, business. No, they did not close because of the pandemic. They said this was in, in the works before the pandemic, and it so was time just... for him to pick up and move somewhere else. Out of Cleveland, I, I guess he didn't love it. I hope you understand how quickly my heart turned from, like, <laughs> my condolences to bitter. I was like, wait, 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 so you're telling me he just went somewhere else? Yeah. Yeah. So Cleveland was doing him right and supporting him. We've been there supporting him yeah. this whole time. You know, that's very Cleveland of us to be that loyal. Yeah, that's I didn't go to Black Pig, though, any time during this pandemic, though. So I don't know. They were always kind of bougie. Yeah, well, one time, didn't you say that you got turned away? We did get turned away one time. <laughs> I don't remember who I was with. Was it me and um, it, anyway. I think it was you and Alexa. Yeah, I do think it was. Yeah. And they were just like, yeah, no, sorry, we have a, I think they told us it was a private party or something, and we looked rough as fuck, so I'm sure they were <laughs> just like, and it, it was like kind of a nicer place-ish, yeah. I mean, it felt kind of like swanky. Yeah, for sure. Oh, delicious food, though, those crispy little potato bits, and mm. the sausages, and the yeah, bread. The, the brunch there was the spot. And but... you know what's even sadder is my last brunch there, I, I couldn't even eat. Oh, yeah, because you got the weird cheese. I got the weird cheese. And that I don't even blame them because it's it was that raclette mm-hmm. cheese, which I, when I read it on the menu, thought that was the one from the online videos where they hold the big wheel of it and it's all melted and they do like the scrape oh. and it all oozes off. Have you ever seen no. that? Well, I just described it for you. So there. It's beautiful. And I thought it was that kind of cheese. Mm-hmm. And Chelsea, our one friend, even turned to me and went, are you sure you... Are you sure you like that? And I was like, oh, I think I do. Mm. I think I do. I think I love it. And then it was like an elephant's asshole. Like, I could not. <laughs> I couldn't even. No. Yeah, I didn't even gross. eat it. It was awful. I tried to pick it off the bread, and the bread was ruined. I still couldn't do it. Ugh. Well, no more Black Pig, but, you know, we'll be plugging some other great restaurants. Brunch Obviously. places. We're going to brunch tomorrow. Yes, maybe. We'll, we'll hold off. We'll save that for the next yeah. time once we've actually tried, but for I sure. bet it'll be a plug. Mm-hmm. All right, my last condolences, which this is another one inspired by my mother. Um, anyone who still listens to, like, the radio, like, reg- like regular FM radio, um, Magic 105.7. Magic 105.7. Yes. <laughs> Cleveland's rock and roll. Yes. Station. <laughs> Which, growing up, I was never that into 105.7 because it was like two oldies for me, like 50s, 60s. But now 105.7 is like sweet Jams. spot oldies. It's like 70s, right. 80s, right. 60s still, too. Mm. Yeah. My mom's always listened to 105.7. Her car was always like 105.7, WGAR, the country station, or Howard Stern when mm. I was a kid, which... What a variety. Howard Stern's the reason I'm sitting here right now. Maybe yeah, I talked about that once. About okay, that. I did. I'm repeating myself. <laughs> Sorry. But, yeah, so Magic 105.7 has ha- had had the same, like, uh, team of hosts on their morning show throughout the week for years. For, like, 25 years, oh, it was. Wow. Almost in our entire lives. Right. That's and crazy. for all that time, it was Jimmy Malone, Chip Kulik, Tracy Carroll, and Mark Nolan. Oh, and Mark Nolan. Yes. Mark Nolan, who used to be, I think it was the Channel 3 weatherman. I'm pretty sure it was Channel 3. And he also used to be the meteorologist on the Indians games, mm-hmm. at the big on the big screen at the games. And mm-hmm. for the longest time, it was originally Jimmy Malone and Chip Kulik and then this guy John Lanigan. But then Lanigan retired. I don't know if he's dead or not. But anyway, mm-hmm. that guy was always kind of a dick, so I didn't really miss him. He retired like... 
10 plus years ago, I'm pretty sure. So for the longest time, it's been Jimmy Malone, Chip Kulik, Tracy Carroll, and Mark Nolan. Mark Nolan. Mm-hmm. Well, at some point during the pandemic, I don't know when, my mother didn't even know when, even though this is her <laughs> primary radio station, they got rid of everybody except for Mark Nolan. No. Jimmy Malone had been there literally since we were like little kids. Mm-hmm. Tracy Carroll had been there a super long time, my mom said, even though they like never really like featured her. Like they actually used to call the show that like Malone and Kulik, like they said the other three names and they would just like, she's just like their sidekick kind of shit. Mm, maybe she like just produced and researched more or something. I mean, she was talking every day. Oh, like, oh she was but they there. just didn't say her name. They No, they said her name like, but like in the promo stuff, she was uh, never like really featured. I don't really know. Mm. But nevertheless, I just thought it was sad to see like the end of an era at a very prominent Cleveland radio station with... These three hosts, and, like, there's... I can't find any news about why. Maybe they retired. They didn't, though. It's, it's like, mysterious. Like, it sounded like it was, like, a we're going to change up the show Yeah, that's true, because if they retired, it'd be more, like, Send off, exactly, but there wasn't any of that going on, so... Well, R.I.P. to the Magic 105.7 morning show. Mark Nolan, I remember one time I saw him at Giant Eagle when I was very young, but I still remember it. Really? And that is my only story about Mark Nolan. Wow. Yes, I remember I saw him at Giant Eagle. Well, and I remember my dad being like, yeah, that's Mark Nolan. Oh, my gosh. Was your dad excited? No. Really? Mm-mm. Nope. My mom loves Jimmy Malone. He's just very funny. He's, like, super funny guy, and he watches all the same TV shows as she does. Maybe so. they're on a new – well, it, that would be news. It says – I so I Googled it discreetly just now, and it says that they were let go part, as part of iHeart restructuring. iHeart Radio. IHeart. Fucking oh. iHeart Radio killing the classics as usual. iHeart is killing radio. Podcasts are killing radio. Oh, Let's be honest. <laughs> yeah, and streaming. Whatever. Well, on those three RIPs, I guess there's – a. Let's do something more positive, something that we're working towards. We're working on it. And it's it's a positive thing, but it's kind of making my palms sweat. And the amount of time I've spent like thinking about and brainstorming how to meet new friends as a 29-year-old is especially coming out of the pandemic. But that's the thing is like I feel like coming out of the pandemic, everybody's going to be excited to meet new friends. Yeah, that's true. And like generally meet new people. So yeah. I think it's actually maybe not going to be as hard as we think. Someone was telling me, my friend Cole was telling me that condom sales are up right now. But not to sound desperate, <laughs> we no. just would like, like some new friends. Yeah, no, I mean, we have lots of ideas for how to find new friends. But I mean, obviously fans of our podcast would be great friends. Yeah, honestly, reach out to us if you guys want to like, you know, like let's go out to dinner, let's go to a show, right, drag show, come. comedy show, live music show, whatever. Like we need things to feature too. We really should put out a call for suggestions. That's a good idea. Yeah, that that's great. And then we can all just kind of like hang out and talk about Cleveland. How fun talk about would Cleveland. that be? But we're going to start getting out there. We're looking at some meetup groups. We're looking at Bumble BFF, which we need to do that after this. Because I started, I switched my Bumble over. I turned Mm. off the dating and I switched it to BFF. Yeah. I was more intimidated than I've ever been using it for dating. Was there just so many people? Because you're looking for friends. Well, yeah. Well, also just because like people... I just, like, have never written a, f- a profile for myself for trying to find a friend. Yeah. Like, my Bumble profile is, like, flirty and shit. Like, I need to, I need to change <laughs> Re- that if we're looking for it. friends. Mm. I think we should make one together. Yeah, And make I think it so weird too. for people and be like, <laughs> it's already going to be weird. I feel like we're going to come off too strong, but we're going to do our really, our really best, to our really best, whatever, to not come on too strong and... 
we just need to make some new Cleveland friends, I think, and just, you know, broaden our horizons. Mm-hmm. I don't want to end up like like my parents, like, not my parents, but my mom has tons of friends. I don't want to end up like my dad. He doesn't really have any friends. Mm. Yeah. Well, <laughs> open call. Open call. <laughs> open call We're out friends. slutting it up for friends. <laughs> our friends are going to listen to this and be like, well, fuck you. Okay. <laughs> We're so desperate for friends. We went out to dinner the other night and tried to get the waiter to be our friend but we're also really bad at it too so yeah we didn't do it very directly it was more like with our eyes and i Mm. could tell he got so tired of us he went from a 10 to like a cool three on us throughout the course of that dinner i don't know what happened did you end up leaving your number for him on the receipt no you seemed like you thought it was silly so i didn't do it i've done that before but not since i was like literally in college i think i did that once or twice (sighs) maybe you would have texted someone like hey you guys seem like really fun people to be around that sounds like he's trying to have a threesome with us. I don't think that's... Is that what we're... Oh, I... No, 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 no. no, no, no. I mean, he was really attractive, but no, no, no. We would just ask him to pick. <laughs> we'd just be like, sorry, you're just going to have to pick. Yeah. So other Cleveland updates. I did want to do a bit of a crime corner, which... Really just means I don't have, like, a long feature crime thing to talk about. Mm-hmm. I just wanted to talk about a couple, like, Little bulletins. Giving you some bullet points. Yeah. yeah some updates. Uh, so one piece of uh, news that's hot right now is there is a cold case that allegedly, apparently, supposedly is heating up. But nobody really knows, like, what's going on. It's just, mm-hmm. like, the police are moving and doing things. I feel like... Maybe there was like a search warrant executed. I can't remember, but full disclosure, um, it's the only unsolved murder case in Hudson, Ohio, which is where I went to high school. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's one of the wealthier suburbs in Northeast Ohio. I don't know where it ranks, but it's up there, uh, yeah, you know, sure. for sure. Hudson schools. Hudson, very low crime rates. Um, and this woman, it was back in August of 1987, a woman named Janice Christensen. Mm was murdered on the Metro Park's bike and hike trail off of Barlow Road in Hudson, Ohio, which is five minutes from my house where I grew up. Now, granted, I didn't live there. My parents didn't move there till 2000. Either way, spooky Mm -hmm. as hell. Um, She was found stabbed to death and raped, unfortunately. Mm -hmm. Whoever killed her um, stole her car. And this is where, when I first heard this story, my blood ran cold because... Her car, whoever took it, abandoned it at a pharmacy parking lot in Bedford, Ohio, at the corner of Northfield Road and Solon Road, Mm -hmm. which just so happens to be the intersection that is literally a one to two minute walk from my grandparents' Mm -hmm. house, where I like... And those two locations are like probably like what 15, 20 minutes away from each other. At least twenty. Yeah. At least twenty, I'd say. Yeah. So it's definitely like so random. Like who is connected to like maybe I mean, maybe whoever did it isn't connected to the Hudson area at all and they mm-hmm. just came there to do that. Yeah. But they gotta be connected to one of those two areas, at least in some mm-hmm. way. And it just super creeps me out because like obviously there can always be, you know, danger or like a murderer in your midst. Like we walk past millions of people in our lives, you mm-hmm. know, right? But to think that there really, like, is somebody in one of those two areas who, 1987 ain't that long ago, mm-hmm. probably did that, that's just scary to me. Yeah, hopefully this um, this reopening of the case, the hot, 
the 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 hot clue yes i will think lead to something i think what happened was i think they had dna that they couldn't do anything with until now because mm. it's probably like a super small sample mm-hmm. or like degraded in some way but technology literally every fucking month gets better right for that so i have a feeling that they're doing some testing on the dna which mm. all across the country these motherfuckers are falling like dominoes they really are. over this family this like if you out there if you have done the 23 and me or one of those fucking things, go online. It's another website that you go to to submit it, Google Mm -hmm. it. It's really easy to do it. You basically download your shit from the other site and upload it to the second site. And then that's where the law enforcement agencies can go and, like, do familial comparisons to your DNA with criminals. And, like, frankly, I want to know if I'm related to a criminal. Yeah, and you could help catch a criminal by just... Could you imagine? Oh, my God, right? Because it might not even be a family member who you know. Like, you have distant cousins and people who you're not even connected with who could be out there doing terrible things. And I don't know. I just want to help. I want to help get justice for anybody who I can. I highly encourage anybody out there to do that. Mm -hmm. And, yeah, hopefully um, the Janice Christensen case, maybe we'll see some resolution or some updates in the coming years. Mm -hmm. Um, There were actually four different murders in Northeast Ohio throughout 1987. Janice's was like the second or third of the series. And at the time, I think that people were kind of like, this is weird. But I think the manner of death was a little different in each one. Mm -hmm. So they were like, this isn't a serial killer. This is just... A really just, shitty time to be yeah. a younger woman in Northeast Ohio. Yeah. Four four murders doesn't seem that much. I think to it me. was just because, well, it wasn't like people get murdered every day, mm. but those murders are like gang related right. or like okay. domestic violence. These were like people randomly Random. killed by strangers. I don't think mm. that happens that often. Yeah. So one of the murders from 1987, one of the ones in the series, was solved in 2020. By the by familial DNA, DNA wow. yes. Um, and she, it was, uh, her name was Barbara Blatnick, and she was 17 years old when she was strangled to death in December of 1987. She was the last one of the mm. series, I'm pretty sure. And she was murdered by a man named James Zestonic, Zestonic who was 67, um, but obviously this happened 33 years ago, mm-hmm. so... He was in his 30s at the time, but they totally fucking caught him. I don't know where he lived in Cleveland. I kept trying to find that, but I think it just said, like, the West Side, Mm -hmm. which I'm always like, what if he was, like, fucking down the street or something from where I'm living now? But if you're looking for more information about Janice Christensen's case, I highly recommend this other podcast that I think I've plugged in the past with these segments called Mm -hmm. Ohio Mysteries. Yeah, yeah, I think you have mentioned it. Yeah, it's produced through the Akron Beacon Journal, and they're the ones who kind of broke that there are updates on this case, and they have a really good episode that it's only like 20, 25 minutes long, so it's an easy listen about Mm -hmm. uh, Janice Christensen and her case Mm -hmm. um, where I got a lot of my details. So Mm -hmm. check that out. Uh, The only other crime corner I wanted to mention was we did recently have the eight-year anniversary of when Gina DeJesus, Amanda Berry, and Michelle Knight were rescued from the home of Ariel Castro Mm -hmm. uh, here on Cleveland's West Side in Tremont. Uh, on Seymour Avenue, which I still remember the day that they found those three girls, Ryan. Mm -hmm. And I'll tell you what, I was at my mom's house because, you know, and I was walking my dog outside and my mother came running (laughs) out onto the front porch and went, Audrey, you got to get in here and see what's on the news. And then she ran back in and I'm like, what the fuck? Like, I thought it was like 9-11 again or something. Like, I thought something Awful, catastrophic catastrophic was happening and then i get in there and she's like 
they just do you remember do you remember amanda berry do you know amanda berry <laughs> and i'm yeah. like no i don't remember amanda berry i was like 12 years old when she went missing what are you talking about mm. and they were it was all like literally unfolding live on the news yeah, that they had crazy. found these three and it was women. like na- i remember national news too like oh, i remember i turned yeah. on cnn yes i mean that that also doesn't happen every day no. that they find three women who have been held captive one of which for like nearly a decade i believe mm. so just you know it's crazy that it it seems way long ago than really what it was. Yeah. If somebody had asked me, I w- actually would have guessed that it happened when we were in high school. Yes. Yeah. Like 2008 or something. Right. I remember that Lifetime movie that came out about that. The three of them. Yes. Do you remember They that? did make a Lifetime movie mm-hmm. about it. And I'm trying to remember the name of the chick who's in it who plays Amanda Berry. She's on Orange, Orange is the New, New Black. Black. She's yeah. Pennsylvania. Mm-hmm. I know her name. It'll come to me later. But anyway, that movie is unwatchable. I couldn't watch it yeah did you ever see it yeah yeah i remember yeah i couldn't Mm -hmm. watch it Mm -hmm. no it was awful um but kudos kudos to those ladies for getting red no i'm just saying (laughs) i think like thank god they've had eight years of freedom cheers to many many more cheers to um amanda berry who does a, a segment on fox 8 uh where they talk about missing people and then kudos to gina de jesus who founded the cleveland family Center for Missing Children and Adults, mm-hmm. who um, she founded it with her cousin, and they do a lot of work to, again, like, promote and, you know, help families that are looking for loved ones. So uh, that is my Cleveland Crime Corner update. Yeah, until next time. Until, I'm interested to hear what happens with Janice Christensen. Oh, I will be following it and bringing updates and also following the other cold cases and really just anytime something breaks in Cleveland from that familial DNA stuff, oh, oh we're going to be talking about mm-hmm. it. You could be either a politician or a true crime something. Advocate. Sleuth. I don't know. Yeah, I'm not very sleuthy. Yeah. Um, You're like a high level. I don't know what I am. One time my mother wanted me to hit on the carpenter who came to my neighbor's house to fix his gutter. And I was like, I don't know what I would have in common with that mom and sh- or with the, with that man. Mm-hmm. And she's like, well, he could teach you like how to fix things and mm-hmm. you know how to like work on stuff around the house, and you could teach him how to nothing. I could teach him <laughs> nothing. I could teach him how to set up a wicked email campaign. Yeah, I know. Or honestly, yeah, my skills are limited to technology and computers. And I am, like, about, like, a 5 out of 10 on pop culture knowledge, which, it, yeah. which really isn't even nothing. Like, is he getting ready? Is he doing a trivia night at a bar? Because I am your fucking girl. Right. For sure. For sure. Well, the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame, it's what's very uh, notable in Cleveland. A lot of people know of Cleveland because it's where the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame yes. is. Yes. I think that's how we started this podcast. We said most people, when they think about Cleveland, they just think about like how shitty the Browns are or the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame is here. And mm-hmm. we were like, there's so much more to Cleveland. I right. think that's what we said. Yeah. I. Th- it's also crazy to me that people would come to Cleveland like just to go to the Rock Hall. Like people do that as like a vacation spot. Also, because, like, I've been to museums in other cities that are, I mean, it's not the Rock Hall, but it's, like, similar. Yeah, it's, like, music-focused. Yeah, like, I went to, there's one in Seattle that's, like, the Museum of Pop Culture or something. And I'm like, oh, well, this just feels like I'm at the Rock Hall. Right. Yeah, I haven't been to the Rock Hall in a while, but I would love to go soon. I know you're a little bit more cold about it. It's just that I've. 
I always feel like, you know, been there, done that a little bit. But mm-hmm. at this point, it's probably been five plus years mm-hmm. since I've been. So I think I'm open to it because yeah. there's probably new things that I haven't seen. Yeah, for sure. Well, they just announced the 2021 inductees, um, which normally is like, I don't know, kind of exciting because the Rock Hall is here. Yeah, it's super exciting. My mother was extremely excited. She was texting me that morning, Mm -hmm. giving me her play-by-play and feedback on the various inductees that we'll go over. (laughs) It's a pretty good list this year. Yeah. So um, we have, getting inducted for 2021, Miss Tina Turner. Tina! Yes. Carol King. Carol King, a classic. Mm. I feel the earth. Oh, I won't. I won't. Sorry. <laughs> the Go Go's. I fucking love the Go Go's. I don't know if we're going to go in more in depth about each of these, but I have something to say about everyone. Okay, one wait. Of these I'm sorry. Ones. What song do the Go Go's sing? Vacation All oh, I okay. Ever Wanted. And then they also sing, um, We Got the Beat. We Got the Beat. We Got the Beat. Oh, yes. Man, we got it. The Go Go's are awesome because they literally were just like a bunch of teenage girls who wanted to be a rock band and they just like picked up instruments and they learned how to play them and they were fucking rock stars and they all they wrote all their songs like they were like probably one of i mean i'm probably gonna get back i'm gonna get backlash for saying this nobody nobody's listening um (laughs) i feel like they were like one of the first like all female legit rock bands that Mm. was like no men and like mainstream like blondie like she had dudes in her band and like i can't think of another one that was all chicks Mm -hmm. the supremes they didn't really i'm I'm sure they played instruments but Mm -hmm. they didn't like when they were on stage Mm -hmm. so so i love the go-go's yes good job go-go's you made it also we have jay-z 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 is this like a wedding i feel like we're we're like like i am i'm the announcer you are an mc at the ceremony announcing them as they're coming up on stage. that's your talent yeah sure or like we could do it like award ceremony like our next our nominees are uh jay-z was one of the first hip-hop artists i really liked actually um, yes. Yeah. My mom thought Jay Z was bullshit. Oh, really? She's like, I tell you what, she's like, they are so lucky that Tina Turner and Carol King are also getting inducted because if they had picked Jay Z over Carol King, she's a different generation. Yeah, you have to true. remember. She doesn't think of it as the same. Yeah. Most people consider Jay Z to be like hip hop icon legend. Right. Mobile. Like if you asked my mom, she would say there should be a hip hop Hall of Fame and Jay Z oh, should be in that. Oh, right. Because he's not rock and roll. But, but she forgets <sighs> that it isn't really. He is rock and roll to me. He is kind of rock and roll to me, though. He's like, got a he's few edgy. Songs. Like, yeah, no. Yeah. I see it. And also, I don't think the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame is really the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. Right. I think it's That the would music. be boring That'd be if boring. it was. Yes. yes, for sure. Yeah, we got to get some diversity in here. And I think this year's inductees is the most diverse, um, which going along, we also have the Foo Fighters. <laughs> Do you know any Foo Fighters songs? Oh my God, I'm are you kidding just, me? Oh my God. His face, someone the get in the best, the best, <laughs> the best of you. Everybody hates us. Um, I'm going to go see the Foo Fighters at Bonnaroo, and oh, I was wow. so excited because I know one of their songs. I was going to say, is that, isn't that a newer <laughs> song? The best of you? No, that's old. Is that an old That's one? like from the office. I'm not pretending like I know a lot. I literally can only think of the plain one. Foo Fighters, I know like <laughs> people plane. are always like, Foo Fighters are the only current rock band. Like they're the only modern band that still makes rock music yes that's people who don't actually listen to other rock music however i will say dave Grohl is probably one of the few people who's been inducted more than once technically because nirvana was inducted and now foo fighters i feel like tina turner's probably a double threat 
Because she probably got inducted with Ike, like for Ike and Tina Turner, and then now she's oh, getting inducted see, on her I own. I thought that Ike just got inducted on his own. I don't think Ike could get inducted on his own if I'm saying, oh, shit. Really? Okay, well, okay, and so the last one was Todd Rundgren. Who is that? I don't know. That's a name I know. We'll Google it really quick. Is he a Pearl? Is he the Pearl Jam guy? Mm, I don't think so. <laughs> it doesn't sound It's like. his American multi. The Cars. Oh, the Cars. He was cars. in The Cars. But why him solo? Because I think he must have also had a solo career. Mm. That's the only it's way he, they can do he, that. He was a producer and a songwriter as well. So he probably okay. like made other music Like for produced people. for other artists yes. and stuff. But what, okay, back to Tina Turner, because let's just be honest, she's the real highlight. And of she's the, the first one on this right. list that we're looking at. Um, yeah. I watched the documentary on HBO yes. recently, and I didn't really know too much about Tina Turner, so it was pretty enlightening to me. Of mm-hmm. course, I knew about like Ike and Tina Turner and like that whole thing, but I didn't know the depth of it and like, I guess, like the context for things in the timeline for, for right. Tina Turner. But what was one of the more fascinating things about that was the fact that Ike Turner was inducted in 2000. In 1991, yeah, to the Rock Hall. So 20 years before Tina Turner, Ike Turner was 30. and 30, 30. That's 30, 30 years. years. And it's yeah. so crazy because obviously Tina Turner is like, did he really get inducted icon. on his own? Okay, we're gonna check it. We're gonna check it really quick. We did a lot of research, guys. We actually Ryan actually did do a lot of research. I can tell. He yes. watched a documentary. <laughs> I've seen it too. I watched it a few weeks back, so I I've can't been quite meaning remember. to watch it. But once she was inducted, I was like, okay, I really have to watch that. Yeah, go down to the eyes. We're in the official directory on the Rock Hall website, which is alphabetized, I believe. It is. These letters aren't clickable though, so ooh, ooh, we're gonna need to talk to the UX person about this. There's okay. another one of our skills. Oh, it is Ike and Tina Turner. So okay. Tina Turner has been so she's in twice. In, but you know what? I like her. I so much better like her being in by herself, right? Because yeah, she's probably not. Do you she doesn't fucking... look back at that and think like, oh, I was inducted in 1991. Right. Like, that's great. She's probably like, no, fuck that. She's probably like, yeah, I hope she's like that. Well, I mean, oh. I hope she – she deserves all the credit for everything she's ever done. For sure. On on Yes. For sure. Yeah, her comeback, seeing that in the documentary was really amazing because honestly, I was like, is, it, is anything going to happen with her? Like, she seemed like she was going to fade and she really made a comeback in a great way. The one other thing we'll say about Tina Turner that I did not know, which I'm sure this is like, oh, people probably just know this, but I did not, was that isn't her actual name and it was given to her by Ike as yes. like a, as forcefully, really. Like, she right. didn't have a choice in that. Um, which was really fascinating, and then the fact that she got to reclaim it later and yes. become an e- like a huge star with that name and without his name backing him is amazing. Yeah, that was amazing a beautiful story. story. I loved it. Yeah, take it away. Um, similarly, and another icon, Trixie Mattel, um, not getting inducted into the Rock <laughs> Hall. Just one of our favorite. Drag Maybe queens. one day though. You, I didn't know this, but I just recently watched rewatched season seven of Drag Race. Um, he, his stepfather who abused him used to call him Trixie and that's where he came up with the name Trixie Mattel, he said, because he wanted to like reclaim it from that motherfucker. Oh yeah. I loved it. I I almost, I almost cried when I saw that. That is amazing. But yeah, we love Tina Turner. This is a Tina Turner podcast now. And, um, (laughs) I mean, honestly, 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 but, um, Congrats to all the inductees. This year, the ceremony will be in Cleveland. Which, good. Yes, because before, it's been in, like, New York. Bullshit. You know? Oh, yeah, which has always been bullshit to me that the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame is in Cleveland, Ohio, and that they're still going to hold the big events out. Like, that was always so 
That's so fucking shady. It really is. It's cunty as fuck. Right, right. Yeah, because like Cleveland doesn't have anything to offer. Not anymore. Not anymore. We had we had just had the draft. We have a podcasts. couple weeks ago. The NBA All Star came team season thing is coming up. And yes. we had the RNC a couple years ago. Cleveland is on the Let's map. Let's not promote the RNC. <laughs> I actually left Cleveland for that. I got the fuck out of here. I was to, down there for it. I was it. watching it from a hotel in Michigan, having a great time. I had my Trump sign. <laughs> no, just joking. No. Um, so, yeah, so who, out of all of the inductees in the Rock Hall, who's your favorite? Who's, who do you lean to? I mean, as you were scrolling through the list earlier, it's hard for me to really even pick or say yes. but to me the most iconic for me is the band journey yeah mm-hmm. um so steve perry others i can't name them but i love journey mm-hmm. my family loves journey it's always been like a thing with like my aunts and uncles we all love journey and when i was in high school i might have told this story before so sorry if you actually listen to this shit but um when i was in high school i took a class called bach to rock Oh, fun. So it was like music history. It was actually probably my favorite class in high school. And our final project in that class was we had to pick an artist or whatever, a band that wasn't in the rock hall, and we had to say like why they should be, basically. So I had this like giant, I did my project on Journey, because at the time, in like 2009, 2010, they weren't in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame yet. Mm. And I thought that was, I actually thought that was crazy, Mm. because they were totally eligible. I was about to say, were they eligible? Yeah, they were totally eligible. Journey was around before 85. Like, they were totally eligible. So I was like, this is some bullshit. I did my project on it. And then, lo and behold, like, like flipping a light switch, eight years later, they're inducted. You're going to tell me that's a coincidence? Yeah, I think... Your teacher probably submitted your research to them. If you go to the Rock Hall, my research is what's in, like, there's, yes. like, an archives room. <laughs> and when you get to the journey section, it's just my PowerPoint <laughs> Your PowerPoint presentation from 2000. It was, like, 60. It was really long, I remember. I had a slide, because I had a slide for, like, every album. And Journey has, like, a mm. lot, like 20 albums. Like, they have a lot of albums. So my favorite rock and roll Hall of Fame inductee of all time I'd have to say his journey. Nice. Because I, I put that. them there. Yeah. Um, I mean, I don't listen to too much classic rock. So I will say that out of everybody who's in inducting the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame, like I don't love any of like I don't I'm not like, oh, I love that artist. <gasps> the only one that I probably know the most songs and the most of their material and that I appreciate is Nirvana, which I know is like so stereotypical. But I really like Nirvana in junior high. Don't don't degrade your or downplay your yeah, choice. You I know mean, what? Yeah. Nirvana is one of the most iconic bands of all time. For sure, for sure. And yeah, they really helped they that's what inspired me to like more types of rock music. So they are they do hold a little place in my heart however i will say i mean as but my appreciation is more on like whitney houston i appreciate Mm. her a lot and now tina turner really like yes um i think that those and especially those two women like yeah hell yeah basically all the great women that are in the rock hall (laughs) they're my favorite plus journey yeah (laughs) plus steve perry i'm excited now that we're like you know, now that we're getting older and the artists that we liked growing up are going to be eligible and we'll see who comes in. I'm not loving that. But (laughs) um, no, that's exciting too. Yeah, no, it is crazy to think that like Green, isn't Green Day in the, or they were up or they are definitely eligible because they were around since the early 90s. Either way, yes, we're going to see, you know, every year it's a sure thing. There's going to be new inductees. There's always some controversy. People are happy. People are upset. Mm -hmm. It seemed like most people are happy this year. Yes. I didn't see anybody who's like, oh, my gosh, so-and-so was robbed. So, And again, I love that they're bringing it back to Cleveland. Can we go? Like, how do I go? Yeah, I don't know. What if I want to go? It's probably probably really expensive. They do. I will 
say something about the Rock Hall. They do this summer series where it's free concerts outside of the Rock Hall. And they bring like somewhat like they're not like famous, but they're like mid-level like Michael artists. Stanley like level. Michael Stanley. No, a couple years ago, Brendan and I saw this band Soccer Mommy, who's fantastic, and it was free. It was all free outside. It was amazing, and they're bringing it back again this year. I thought you were going to say something like, "And Soccer Mommy this year is best new artist at the Grammys." <laughs> yeah. Ooh, who knows? Honestly, she's acclaimed, so maybe she'll be there. You should have just told me that they were because I. <laughs> but yeah, so if you're looking for something to do this summer, check that out for sure. Maybe we'll be doing. Maybe a we'll be. Feature. Sure, yeah. We'll do that with our new friends yes. that we're going to make from the podcast. Yes, yes. Woo! So it's finally time for our favorite segment. I always start this I like, know. slow and serious. Ooh, and then so sultry. Sensual. Well, it's because we picked a silly name for this, which is the plug, because it's at the back end of every episode where mm-hmm. we are plugging things places awesome stuff in cleveland that we think you should check out obviously that's kind of the point of the whole podcast but this is meant to be really quick mm-hmm. quick recommendations things you should try um so i have mine ryan what's yours i am going to plug boss chicken and beer Ooh. which is in berea um near baldwin baldwin wallace mm. um and they just opened up another one in bay village okay it was my first time there i simply googled Best chicken tenders in Cleveland because you know what a, a girl. Lo- yes, I know. Honestly, I felt a little low doing it, but I love chicken tenders, which sounds really childish, but I do. <laughs> so, and I was like, well, I want to go somewhere I haven't had their chicken tenders yet. Right. I really want to find the best chicken tender. Remember in that? Cleveland. What's that one place by our old house? The one that was like literally like a block away from our old house on West Sixty First. It was. Oh 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 oh! Parkview. Yes, Parkview. That for me, I will say Parkview were the best chicken yes, tenders. Yes, Parkview has great tenders. Um, Boss Chicken rivaled them and is probably a little better. Mm. Boss Chicken seasoning was really good. So Boss Chicken has like wings, chicken sandwiches, chicken tenders. Okay. Um, but yeah, the seasoning was really good. They were really fat chicken tenders. Well, media love that. Mm. Um, but my favorite part, my favorite part was the sauce selection. Mm-hmm. So if you like got like eight tenders, you could choose four different sauces. Wow. Yeah. So we got this like jalapeno buffalo, which was okay. Mm-hmm. And then there was like this honey mustard one that was really mm. good. Um, there was like this Cleveland sauce. I can't exactly remember the name, but it was like a barbecue um, hot sauce kind of mix. Okay. Um, and then we just got blue cheese as well. Nice. But there were other sauces, and all the other sauces looked Wait, great. Let's not downplay the blue cheese. Was it good? Was it? It was like good. Chunky. I like it. It was chunky. chunky. It was it was chunky, but honestly, it was my least favorite sauce of the ones that we got. Okay. And it was also listed last on the sauces, so I feel like that's at the, well, it's the kind universal. Of required right, right, right. Um, but they also have really great sides there too. We had some cauliflower mac and cheese that was really mm. good, um, and we had this like power food slaw was it like a yellow mac and cheese or like a white it was a yellow mac and cheese cheese with really good cheese on it It had just like good seasoning couldn't taste the cauliflower was the slaw like um sliced in like strips or was it like it was diced in little bits yes it was strips and it was more Mm. of like a sweeter type slaw because it had apples in it sweet Ooh, had apples in it and like kale Okay. Um, and then regular slaw stuff. So they're like trying to be healthy with the kale and the yeah with cauliflower. the cauliflower mac and cheese. And of course they had like other stuff too. They had other sides. Okay. Um, 
I like the options. Yes, I would definitely recommend it if you're looking for good chicken. Was it like a a modern vibe? Yes. Okay. It's a. It's not a restaurant. It's more of like fast fast casual. But Mm -hmm. there are like tables, um, and you pay at the end, which is different than a fast casual because you normally get your food, pay, and then sit down. But here, you order your food at the bar, then sit down, and then at the end you pay. And it's because it's also Boss Chicken and beer. So they really want you to drink. So they have like local craft beer okay. and stuff like that. And yeah, they definitely want you to like sit and drink. That's why they probably wait for you to pay oh, at the end. It's making me hungry. Yeah, it's great. I It's my plug. Awesome. My plug for this week is one of my favorite nail salons in Northeast Ohio. Uh, it's called Nails and Co. Mm. C-O. Mm. In, located in Fairview Park in Westgate Shopping Center oh, very is where familiar. you will find it. I'm yes. there all the time. Oh, yes. Um, I've been going there for like, gosh, I mean, it's like three or four years now since yeah. I first heard about that place. One of my old coworkers recommended it to me. And they really do some of the most consistent work. Um, you know, I don't get anything too crazy, like in terms of design or like stuff glued on my nails but i do get like acrylic i've done dip mm-hmm. i get tips mm-hmm. all that shit my nails as you're doing it right now your nails are popping popping mm-hmm. in ryan's face <laughs> yeah um it's funny because like i don't wear makeup i don't do anything to my hair but i'm really i really need to have my nails done because yeah. it just makes me feel more confident for sure um but i like this darker so right now you have like a Seafoam, seafoam, teal, teal, but then blue. one of them, one. one is a little darker shade. Yes, it. it's an accent nail. That's it's what we call nail. that. Oh. It's usually, most people do the ring finger nail. I'm always tempted to do my thumbs, but mm-hmm. I go with what the, what they tell me okay. is normal. Um, so yes, no, I, I I don't normally do the accent nail, but I thought it would be fun for this it one. It is fun. Yes, very summery. Uh, I'm trying to make it uh, just once a month. I just started getting my nails done again recently, like a few months ago. Mm-hmm. Um so yeah, Nails and Co. Fairview Park. Um, Min and Fam are the say. managers. They're a married couple. They're adorable. They're from Vietnam. They have two grown kids. One of them goes to Baldwin Wallace. I love them. Mm-hmm. Um, they're just very nice people. Make an appointment because, like and don't many cancel. nails, they're actually much more flexible. This isn't the oh, place. Okay. No, 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 no. Ryan's thinking of another nail place <laughs> that I was going to when I lived closer to Akron. Oh. Who I won't, I won't name them because they will not be plugged. <laughs> Because I would, I won't even go. <laughs> uh, we burned that bridge. We're just gonna put it that way. That bridge is burned, and I won't be going back there. So my new place. Now that I'm back on the west side, back in Cleveland, Nails and Co. They don't have a website, but they have a Facebook page. They don't have a website. No, they don't have. A, yeah, no, no, no. It's like very mom and pop going on, but they have a, nice. they have a Facebook page. Uh, so just call them up, make an appointment, check it out because they've they've they do great work, very consistent work, and it's so you don't know how hard it is to find a good nail salon. No, I don't. It's really... I've been to a lot of scary fucking nail salons Mm. in Cleveland. So, highly recommend Nails & Co. Cool. Well, that brings us to the end. I mean, I feel like we've been talk, 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 talking. Talking, yes. My head kind of hurts. I'm ready. No, this has been fun. This has been fun. I really missed doing this. You know, I was thinking recently about the last couple years. Like, you know, what are the things that I've most enjoyed doing? And this is hands down my favorite thing that i've done so i'm really glad to get back to it and really hope to keep it going for sure yeah if you want to be our friend let us know (laughs) (laughs) if you want to be our friend email us at cleepodcast at gmail no i'm just kidding i don't don't yeah we're seriously that thirsty and i'm not even gonna be sorry about it 
No, because really. we're just, we're two super fun, cool people. And we just, you know, we want to share that with the world and we want cool people to hang out with. And we don't want to, you know, it's, it's, it's a dog eat dog world out there and you got to have friends. Yeah, for sure. So, so we'll see you next time. And of course, we'll always see, see you in Cleveland. Cleveland.